We have a special sheer lined up for everybody that I am very, very excited about, everyone. And just as you know it, on Rosh Chodesh Adar, the exact lesson that we've been learning, this was unplanned, overlaps with Kavanah Sari on Purim. So this is amazing. The very lesson that we've been learning, it overlaps with Rabbi Nachman and many Svarim for that matter. It's never a coinkydink. It's never... It's never a coincidence. Hello, everybody uh, joining us on the call. How's everyone doing? How are you doing, Benjamin? Okay, so, Nishaniknas Adar Marbim Simcha. What better way to be Besimcha than to connect to Rabbi Nuzal, connect to Rabbi Nachman, to connect with Rabbi Nachman to learn about Simcha? Welcome back to another episode of Ahar Lukutimaran Shir. This is our second l- class in lesson 33 in Lukutimaran, which we started. Last week, as you all know, have been following the shear. For more shear of this, you could find them on breslov.org, or you could go to my SoundCloud for the audio classes. We have way more shear on there uh, at Nach Daily on SoundCloud, or my name is Shai Sussman. So I want to give a little bit of a recap uh, before we jump into tonight's lesson. Before we continue in the piece, we'll be learning further about what we discussed last week, and we're also going to touch on a little bit of the Kavanah Sari that Rabbi Nachman brings having to do with Purim exactly overrided with our lesson. So that's exciting how that works out. So last week we began lesson 33. This is the second class so far. And last week we started our lesson learning about shalom, peace, harmony uh, on an individual level and on a national level. How could we come to peace, right? So Rabbi Nachman explained that we come to peace, we come to shalom through the tzaddikim, through the Torah, on, through the tzaddikim and through the tzaddikim and through the Torah, that is able to bring harmony, unification, shalom, peace in the world, right? And what we learned about how is no place is devoid of Elokos, no place in the entire world is devoid of divinity. And because of that, harmony could be restored no matter where you find yourselves in life. Rabbi Nachman also was explaining <clears throat> how when a person connects to the divinity, the elokus, in every situation, so what happens to that individual, they stop differentiating between good days and bad days. They stop differentiating between good times and bad times. And they start seeing that everything is one. They go to this, this divine place, this level of consciousness, or this deeper understanding that everything is all one, and they stop making divisions between 
good and bad uh, between evil and Elokus because they reveal the Elokus that's hidden in the creation. And we're going to be talking more about it tonight. Uh, tonight, we will continue on the theme of differentiating between good and bad, non-duality, revealing God in the darkness by seeing that there's one power behind creation. We'll also learn about the letters of the Torah, how this works, that the letters of the Torah in Slavish, every place in the creation. And we'll also learn about Rosh Chodesh Adar. And without any further ado, let's jump into tonight's piece and I will pull up the screen share. Hold on. Okay, so we're starting. Uh, we did Aleph and Bays last week, and now we're jumping in. Let me make this a little bigger for everyone. And now we are jumping into letter letter Bays, letter Gimel. So again, last week we spoke about between non-differentiating between good and bad and entering this deep place of Elokus, where everything is all one, and in that place you find harmony. We stop distinguishing between good and bad. We see the non-duality, the oneness behind creation. And now Rabbi Nachman is going to say how to reveal the good amidst, amongst the darkness and stop distinguishing between good and the bad. Okay, now let's jump right in. There are two different types of days. There are good days and there are bad days. Like it says in Kohelis. On a good day, it'll be good. But on a bad day, you should see. That every individual needs to look very, very well. Of course, if you look very well amidst the bad, you will search out and you will find goodness in every day, right? There's a good part of every day. It's not every day something goes wrong, but there's also a good part to every day. And we have to search out to find the good in that day. Rabbi Nachman is going to explain, this is going to become clear as we learn, that that good part of every day is finding the Torah hidden within the day. And days are called midos, measurements, traits. The traits or the measurements of my days. And what are the midos? What are true traits? What's true character? What's true measurement? That is none other than the Torah. Because the entire Torah is the character of Hashem. Because the Torah speaks of love and, and fear. Usharmidos and the other traits that one might have. And with the Torah, God created the world. Uh, I will be a worker. Al tikre amon elo uman. Ah, Uman, right? You should read it. That is Hashem's craft tool, Hashem's work, Hashem's tool that he used, just like an Uman, a professional, uses his tool for his umness. So too, Hashem used the Torah as an umness for creating the world. Just letting someone in over here. Hold on one second. Hold on. Okay. Uh, and the letters, right? So, so to Hashem used the Torah as a tool in order to uh, create the world. 
and the letters of the Torah, they enliven everything. So now we're, 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 this is going to come full circle. We just got to read through and, and hang in there for a little bit. And the letters of the Torah, they enliven everything. But you should know, right, that even though the letters of the Torah make up everything, right, so uh, the world was created with the, with the Torah, that Hashem looked into the Torah and he created the world. But you should know, right? Anything that's on a low level, over there, the letters of the Torah are concealed. They're constricted more. They're less revealed as opposed to what they would be if the letters of, of the, on a higher level of revealed Kedusha. Meaning, the Enum, meaning to say that on a higher level of Kedusha, the letters of the Torah are more revealed. They pulsate more and they radiate more than what they do when they're on our lower level. And the letters of the Torah, they're not, they, they're not illuminated as much as if they were on a higher level. Right? The reason why this is, is that this way they don't give their Kedusha more than what's fitting. Let's just do the recap over here and explain this outside. So Rabbi Nachman is saying right away, he's saying that there's a Torah, that the world was created with the Torah. The world was created and the Torah's midos, the Torah's traits, and the traits are the, the so the Torah is the traits of Hashem. So Hashem looked into the Torah and created the world. As the Pasuk says, with the word of God, Hashem created the heavens, right? Davar, the word bidvar means a word, but a dever, right? It also means an object. An object is called a dever, meaning to indicate Hashem created the world using his speech, the letters, the holy letters, and at the same time use those letters of the Torah just like a craftsman would use his uh, right angle in order to build a wall. So too, Hashem looked into the world and created the Torah. Now, so that means, what does that mean? It means that there's a hidden Torah that's meluvash that's in the creation, that there's a hidden Torah. The letters of the Torah are found in all areas of the creation because it's the letters of the Torah themselves that make up the creation that the creation was designed with. However, Rabbi Nachman interjects, and he says that when the, when the letters are, when there's a place of Tumah, or there's a concealed place, of course there's the letters of Torah in there, but they're there just kedei They're just there in order to give enough life force to that klipa that that klipa could exist, right? But the higher you go up, the more revealed you go up in states of Kedusha, so the more revealed those letters are there. So for example, right? Let's say a person wears tzitzis, right? So the letters tzitzis, tzadi yud, tzadi yud, tough, those, those letters make up the mitzvah of tzitzis. So now you read in the Torah that a person should wear tzitzis, right? So that's a very high level kedusha. So those levels, that Torah is, it's, it's revealed, right? It's revealing the kedusha of tzitzis. But you should know, Rabbi Nachman is saying that even in a lower place, there's still Torah to be found in those places, but you have to look 
and search out for the good. Look and search out for the Torah that's Muslubash in the creation, because if that iota of Elokus wasn't there, it wouldn't be able to exist at all. So a person has to look and look and search out very well in order to pull out the Torah that's Muslubash, that's Muslubash, that's enclosed within the creation itself. Okay. Ella. Oh, where did I stop? Hold on, I just lost my place. The Nimsa. So it comes out. Afilu b'medor haklipos. So it comes out that even in the dwelling plates of the negative husks, the klipos, the shells, those are the impeding negative forces. Hainu b'yimehara in bad days. Shehimidos ra'os u'lishonos ha'akum. Those are bad character traits. And l'shonos ha'akum, like we spoke about last week. Even in the Medora Klipas, even in the in the in a bad day, right? Over there, even in the Lashonos Akum, the foreign languages, over there, you could for sure find the letters of the Torah. I was actually thinking uh, before we move on that what does that mean? I don't think necessarily this is what Rabbi Nachman, but, but it just, it, 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 when I was learning it, preparing it for this year, it sparked the thought in me that we say that by the door, uh, by the Migdal Bavel, that what happened, it was Kulam Safa Achas. The whole world was one language. They were speaking Lashon HaKodesh, they were speaking the language of the Torah. And what happened at that point? Hashem split up the 70, the, the Hashem split up into 70 languages once they started building a tower to God. Right, so it comes out that mamish, even in the lishonos ha'akum, even in foreign languages, if you know how to look for those letters of the Torah, you'll be able to find the Torah that's mislavish in them. So much so, where I actually I couldn't find the name of this book, but I actually heard from Rabbi Re'edi one time. Uh, I heard him speak, and Rabbi Re'edi said, you know, he's a master a grammarian, and I heard Rabbi Re'edi said that there are. There's a certain author, again, I don't know his name, but he said that all he was able to, he's a modern day author, I believe, who was able to trace all languages back to Lashon HaKodesh to show that every word is really rooted in Torah. And Rabbi Nachman saying that if you know how to look, if you look very deep, even in the Medor HaKlipas, you'll be able to find Mamish, the letters of the Torah. And this would make sense based on this thing that all languages really originate from the Torah itself. So being all languages originate from the Torah itself, you'll find that you'll be able to find the languages, you'll mamish on just on the most non-spiritual example, just in the way the words work themselves, you'll be able to find the Lashon of the Torah. Okay, Aval. So we're saying you're able to find the Torah in the Klippas. Aval, Mechamas, Riboy Halavushim. But because of the tremendous enclosement, garbs, garments, the Godel had symptom and the and the great constriction, Enam Nisraim those letters of the Torah do not appear. Hainu Tov, the good, the good days. Right? The good that's found, right, uh, within the Ra itself is not illuminating and becomes unrecognizable. But whoever goes ahead and uh, subdues his Yetzer Hara, Hainu Yemei Hara, it means the days of Hainu Hamidas Raos, his bad traits, 
means a person is able to subdue the Ra with inside of themselves. And then the Ra gets can totally, gets confused. It gets mishmashed, uh, mixed up completely, neged uh, in contrast to the Yemei HaTov Shebehem, as the goodness that's found within them. And then the letters begin to exude and become illuminated and start to pulsate and radiate. Because initially, like we're explaining, the letters, they're not illuminated so much. Because they were not receiving the divine flow in the way that they needed to because they were covered up by the Yemei Ra, by the negativity and the cynicism. Because Hashem only wants to be mashpia just enough to keep it alive and not more than that. But now, but now, since a person who is able to work on their midos in such a way to find the yemei tov, to find the good that's hidden amongst the ra, right? So they're able to find the Torah that's meluvash in them, the letters of the Torah. Azai mekablin or ra, azai or rav right? Then they start seeing uh, th- those letters start receiving an extra influx of divine flow from above. Nimse, zesh shekofe es yitzro, right? So it comes out. This person that was kofe es yitzro that reached the level of being uh, subduing his yitzhara. He's able to uh, subjugate or subdue or find the good within the bad days. Or when he's speaking to a non-Jew or he's seeing his trait. As I take if immediately the ra that was as take immediately the evil, the negativity that was residing on top of the good. The Torah, the letters of the Torah, this battle v'nofel gets immediately falls and falls and dissipates. But osius the Torah bolted, and the letters of the Torah begin to exude. Azayhu yodea, hatorah sheoso adavar. Right. So then, all of a sudden, that person is able to know the Torah within that place. Let's just do a recap over here. Let's just do a recap. Right. So Rabbi Nachman is explaining that there's a Torah that's medluvash in everything, and a person who is and a person who is able to be kofe his yetzer, who's able to subdue the ra with inside of him. That person is able to now look outside that thing that they're looking at, or that klipa, or that negative experience that that person is having, and they're able to find the osios hamalubasham, the letters of the Torah, the goodness that's within it. And all of a sudden, once they do that, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a, if you picture like a walnut, like once you crack that shell, the nut is right there, right? So he's able to go beyond the klipas, and he's able to find the nugget that's directly, and he's able to find the nugget that's directly inside that thing, right? So this is an amazing thing over here. So what's, it, what's he saying, right? Hello, Ellie. Pleasure. Good to see you guys. Great to see you. 
right? Mm -hmm. So what, what's he saying? He's saying an amazing thing over here. He's saying mm -hmm. that this thing, it's a very, it's a very inside out thing, meaning to say this thing that means there's a connection between the person being able, having proper midos, being able to subdue the ra within themselves, their yetzer hara, the negativity and their machshava zaros and their anxiety and their depression and all their things. There's a relationship between the one who's able to do that and one's ability in order to find the good hidden within every day. One's ability in order to be mavatel the klipas, the spiritual husks of impurity, and take out that nugget within. So there's a direct relationship between the person who's able to subdue the rabbis in himself and his ability to look and find and find the good, the what Rabbi Nachman is calling is the Yemei Tov, the goodness within that klipa. So I want to suggest what's the connection? It's very, it's a very, very subtle thing over here. It's a very, very deep thing over here as well, right? The connection is, is that we live in an inside-out world, which means klape that individual in relation to that individual, that thing outside of them seems ra, right? But it's only vis-a-vis -vis that person. So once the person is able to look within themselves and work in their midos and see Hashem with inside of themselves and be in their midos and subdue their yetzahara, which is a total internal process. So now what happens is vis-a-vis -vis the outside world, that thing, the good inside of it begins to shift, right? The good inside of it begins to shift. And now the letters of the Torah start, start radiating and pulsating and receiving greater shefa than what they, did, well, what they did before. Because Hashem only wanted to reveal enough shefa, enough to keep it alive and not more than that. But once the person subdues within themselves, they find the divinity and they're able to, they're able to see that there's one power behind their experience of life right? And that power is Hashem. They're able to have a Muna. So now this fits what we were saying. A person starts seeing the non-duality nature of life, and they stop splitting between good and bad, and they stop differentiating between Yemei Tov and Yemei Ra, because at that point, it's Kulo Elokos. So when a person starts seeing the non-dual nature of their experience, that it's there's only one source behind their creation, and that's the Torah, that's Hashem Yisbaruch, who's one with his Torah and who implanted Elokus within the thing. So vis-a-vis -vis that person, he's, that experience shifts and the Yemei Tov just starts to emerge because the Klippa starts to fall. It shatters the Klippa because the person no longer experiences it as a negative thing because he's able to see the oneness behind creation. And this is what we said last week that Rabbi Nachman said a person should have shalom, that a person needs to not distinguish whether things are good or whether things are bad. Because behind everything, there's one Torah. There's one blueprint behind everything. There's one God. There's one source to our experience. So when a person starts seeing that now, their whole outer experience of the world begins to change. It doesn't necessarily even mean that something outside of them changes. But when your experience changes, you experience the thing outside of you changing as well. 
So therefore, when a person subdues the Ra within themselves, now everything starts changing and the letters of the Torah start pulsating. And that Yerida now becomes an Aliyah. A person stops differentiating between the Yumei Tov and the Yumei Ra, the good and the bad. This is awesome. This is awesome. Okay, we're going to go right there. We're going to go right there. Hold on. I'm going to go back to the screen share. Now, what Rabbi Nachman is going to say, just to foreshadow a little bit, what he's going to say is that it's really that tzaddikim, like we learned last week, how does a person come to shalom? How does a person come to harmony? That it's through the tzaddikim that are called shalom. That the tzaddikim are the ones who are able to be co for their yetzer in order to see the goodness behind everything. Okay, well, let me go back to the screen share. Okay. Opa. Hold on. Bezesha Kasa Bezohar Kadosh. And this is what, and all this is going to tie into Purim, by the way. All this is like, we're learning Kavanah Sari Purim, Rabbi Nachman's going to say, we're, we're going to do, we're going to see how all this connects to Purim. Mamish. Bezesha Kasa Bezohar Kadosh. And this is what it says in the Zohar. Baruch Hashem Malachov Ibure Kolach Osedvaro. Right, this Pasuk over here, this is a Pasuk that it says, Blessed Baruch Hashem Malachov, he blesses his angels, Gibure Kolach, strength, they're filled with strength, Osedvaro, and they fulfill God's word. The Zohar says, Eilin Inun Demiskabern on Yitzrayon. These are those who they're able to be mitgaber. They're able to win over the Yetzirah. Inun damyan lemalchin mamash. Lemalachin mamash. What does the Zohar say? These people are compared to angels exactly. Mamash. Osedvaro. Now he's darshing the end of the Pasuk. The avdin lahaidavar. That they do this thing. Lishmoa bekoldvaro. What does it mean? They listen to Hashem's voice. Inun zakayin lemishma kalin mila'ila. These are the people who are zoche to hear the call, the voice from above. We're going to, this is going to become clear as we learn, right? So what is it? Baruch Hashem Malach Ekal Gibur, what does it mean? Baruch Hashem Malach of Gibur Ekal Osedvaro. That blessed is the people that are Malachim, the people of strength are like angels. So the Zohar says that these are the people that rule over the Yitzra, the Yitzra. They're like angels mamish, Right? And what does it mean, that once they mamish act like angels to do the word of Hashem, then they really hear the voices from beyond. Then they really hear the call. Because this is, again, all this is going to come clear as we, as we learn more. Because the Torah is called a davar. This thing was, cre- was commanded for a thousand generations. And all call all the time while the letters are uh, constricted and enclosed and again constricted in different garments. The Torah is hidden and it's uh, again, it's hidden and it's covered over more. Umi, right? Because Again, these, place, these places seem devoid of Kedusha. So the Torah is hidden within that place. Umisha mashpit, Umisha uh, 
mafshit, it's a osios and a person who's able to reveal uh, the letters from its clothing, who's able to undress the letters of the Torah, who dome misha bona esatora. This person is like a person who builds the Torah. He's a builder. Lemashal, Bob the builder. Lemashal, osios atora. For as a mashal, the letters of the Torah shemufuzarim umufuradin beleshonos haakum. Purim language. Language, right? That these, these letters that are scattered throughout all the non-Jews, and not even a single individual knows about these things because of the negativity that surrounds it and encloses it. When this person comes, when this tzaddik comes, that's compared to a, uh, an angel of Hashem's legions, through subduing his yetzer, the badness within him, therefore the negativity, the evil, which is, as we've been explaining, which is the non-Jewish language, they get subdued and they completely get nullified amongst them. And then the letters of the Torah begin to illuminate. So the person who, ukishinish, we'll explain that in a second, ukishinish, ukishinishatin and when it gets taken out of its physical enclosement, from the words of the non-Jews, which is the bad traits, which is synonymous with the bad days, because now those letters begin to, again, illuminate and shine, and they receive more light than what they did earlier. Because initially, those letters were only giving enough illumination and order that's fitting for that specific place. But it was doing that this way, it wouldn't give more. Okay, here's going to be our one of our big stopping points. Kemosha kasev bekisve ari, like the Arizal says, adilo yada bein aruhaman lebaruch Mordechai, that a person shouldn't differentiate between aruhaman, cursing haman, and baruch Mordechai. Hainu, and we're going to talk this out. She yamshech shefalak klipos kedechi yuno below yoser, that the kavanas of Purim, and we're going to come back to this point again. I'm just translating the words, that we should draw the flow to the klipas just enough to sustain it and not anymore. Ayin creates Chaim the Kavanas Purim Paragvav. Look in the Kavanas Ari in Purim, the sixth chapter, Mavorsham, that it will explain over there. That a person needs to draw and bring down the chiyas lehakedusha the holy, holy, uh, life to to the hidden Kedusha, which resides within the Klippas. But when we draw down that light into the Klippas, it needs to be mamish with constrictions. That this is that this is the secret of drinking on Purim. Look over there. 
we're, we're going to come back to this. I just want to read more to the end of the paragraph before we, before we delve into that. Aval, right? So bringing, drawing Kedusha into the Klippos in a way that the Klippos don't even realize is the Kavanas of Purim. Aval Kinesh, Nish, Aval Kinesh, Nish, Sorry, kishinif shatin haosios maklipos. But when we start revealing the letters from the klipos, azay meklavim or rav mileila, then they start revealing. They start receiving light from beyond. Vizel osed varu lishma bekold varu. Right then, it's like these are the people that hear my words. Kisha osen ubonin la Torah. It's like they're building the Torah. Shayam etchilu mufuzarin mufarad milishanos akum mitos raus biyemera. Right, because initially these people. These Lashonas, this Kedusha was spread out amongst the Gayim, and therefore it, it seemed bad. As called Varo. So then they need to listen to the words. And once the Tzaddik reveals the Elokus that resides, with, resides within, then they're able to hear the voices from beyond. Because the thing itself, the Torah itself now, the letters of the Torah start receiving more light than it initially did because now it's revealed from its sheath. And this is hearing the Torah. We're going to explain all this. And this is like because initially we build the letters of the Torah, right? that the letters start exuding and they start joining together by revealing the divinity that lies within. right? And now the letters of the Torah are receiving a light because we just built it. That's what Rabbi Nachman said. It's like a builder. We just built it and made it stronger. But now that these letters are receiving light, that's the Nase. Now you could be Nishma. You could hear the Torah that's emanating from above. That the letters of the Torah are receiving more than what they did initially. Because these osirs of Torah were hidden incognito amongst the Yemehara. Okay, everybody. I know that I know that was a mouthful over there. I did some reading, but I wanted to make through it. I wanted to get through it, and I just want to explain a little bit. I just want to explain a little bit about just to flesh this out to do the recap that it should be clear. And then we're going to talk about how what was the Kavanasari here of Purim, what what was going on. So Renachman is saying that there's the Torah Malubish and the creation, right? And a person who reveals the hidden Torah within that place, they're like a builder. Why they're like a builder? Because the Torah, those letters of Torah that were enclosed within the creation itself, right? They were only radiating a kind of bit, just a little bit. But once a person, uh, the tzaddik, uh, reveals the elokus, the divinity that lies within, once he does that, so now those letters start receiving more kedusha. They start getting more illuminated, and they start receiving proper flow and proper light. So therefore, therefore, the tzaddik is like the builder. Why is the tzaddik like the builder? Because he's building the Torah. Why? Because before the letters only received a little bit of Kedusha. Now that he was Kofa, his Yetzirah, and his Gibure Koroch Osedvaro, he was like the Malach Elokim doing Hashem's Ratzon. That's the Zohar says is like a Malach Mamish. So now those letters start receiving more. And it's like he's Mamish building the Torah. He's, he's a builder. Bob the Builder, Tzaddik the Builder, he's building the Torah, right? 
And this is what it means, Nasev Nishma. What does it mean, Nasev Nishma? Nasev Nishma means, once I illuminate the letters of the Torah and the Lakus that resides within, and those letters start pulsating, pulsating and radiating with Kedusha, now you could start hearing the Torah. Now you could start hearing the Torah, right? You didn't know Torah was in that place. Like, uh, like my parents, they go all around the world to like far out places like Papua New Guinea and uh, Cote d'Ivoire and uh, the Ivory Coast and India. And there are people there that believe in Hashem. They believe in the Torah. It's an amazing thing. And all these far out Papua New Guinea. There's a kingdom in the community in Papua New Guinea. They were cannibals, reformed cannibals, but they believe in the Torah. Isn't that crazy? I'm not saying they're Jewish. I asked your local rabbi, I'm not getting into that. But at the very least, they claim to believe in the Torah. Because there's a Torah that must love us in the creation itself. Right? So now, once you're Kofi, the Yemei Ra, once you're Kofi, your Yetzer, once you see beyond the illusion of life, you go to a higher place of non-differentiation between good and bad, and you see that it's all Elokus and all one, now the Torah starts illuminating. Now the Torah starts pulsating. Now Nasev even in Papua New Guinea. Like we learned last week, if someone says, where is your God found? What does the Yerushalmi say? Romi. Our God is so big, he's found in the Roman Parthenon. Our God is so big. Our Torah is so great. He's found even in Papua New Guinea. Now there's a Nishma. Now there's a Nasev Nishma. Now there's a new Kabbalah Satorah. There's a new Kabbalah Satorah that begins to happen. I'm debating whether I should, this is amazing. This is, this is incredible. I'm debating whether I should maybe next week or go, go forward in the piece or we could learn from the Kutai Lachas or I could just, I could just speak it outside exactly how this, how this fits with, with Purim. But I think, I think maybe we'll, maybe we'll just speak it out a little bit and we'll preempt a little bit of the Torah. We're going to have more classes on this lesson, but let's speak, let's speak this out. Hey, uh, we'll foreshadow a little bit and, and we'll see, we'll see some inside more next week. So, what does this have to do with Purim that Rabbi Nachman says over here that the uh, that the Kavanas Ari arm just I have the safer here just to recap, right? Is Hanushi Yamshik Hanushi Klipas right? A Kideshu Right, Kemoshe Kasev Bekisvei Ari, like that. Rizal says, Adelo Yada Ben Aror Haman the Baruch Mordechai. Right, that you shouldn't know the difference between Haman and Mordechai, the good and bad between Haman and Mordechai. Hanishi Yamshech Shefa LaKlipas Kedeicha Yunivil Yoser. That you bring the Shefa down Kedeicha Yunivil Yoser. Right, and he says, like the like that. Rizal brings Shesrichin LaHamshech Chiyus LaKedusha Nelamis Betocha Klipas. About Shesrichin LaHamshech Chiyus Betzimtzum Gadol. But you order, you need to do it in a very delicate, fine way. That this is the soul of the Kavanas. This is the whole reason why we drink on Purim. So let's just explain this a little bit. And actually, the Kutel Lachas on this are on Purim as well, but we'll just explain outside. So what Rabbi Nachman is talking about, and he says this later on in the piece, right? He says this later on in the piece. He says that there's a thing called Lamalum and Hadas. There's something going beyond your own intellect. And that's what Rabbi Nachman's talking about here. In order to live in, an, in, in a world of non-duality, in order 
not to split the inside and the outside. In order to see that everything is elokus, right? You have to go lemailim and hadas. You have to go to a place of consciousness that's way beyond yourself. You have to be able to, you have to have this perception of life that's beyond us. Why is that, right? Because when we look at everything, why does it have to be beyond your own mind? Why do you have to go beyond your own thinking, right? Because when we look at the world, right, we do see good and bad. We do see evil <laughs> or seemingly evil, right? We think, oh, I messed up. I did a virus, right? How can I come close to God now? It looks like a stira. If we were really to analyze it and put our mind into it, we'd say, well, I can't understand how I could do chuba. I can understand how I can't understand how this makes sense. Even as I was say, talking about last week, right? Even evil, right? QAnon, Antifa, COVID-19, death all over the place. So we take a look with our rational minds. This one, this shul wears masks, this shul doesn't wear masks. These people are pro the vaccines, these people are anti the vaccines. And everyone's looking at it with their own rational mind and saying, well, look, this makes no sense at all. How can you even wrap your mind around it? So we clearly distinguished between good and good and bad, evil and Hashem. We're the ones who make this split. But Rabbi Nachman is saying that a person needs to go a person needs to go beyond their own awareness. So he brings from the Rizal saying that when we drink, when we look from the perspective of a rational mind, so we say, yeah, that's true. There's good and bad. But then a person gets drunk on Purim and a person has this Haman and Baruch Mordechai. So what do we do? We go beyond our minds. We go hadas. We go to a place of Adelo Yada, and we stop making distinctions. <laughs> we stop making distinctions between good and bad. So when we stop making distinctions between good and bad, what are we doing? Ultimately, what are we doing? We're being Megala the Hester, right? That's Megillus Esther. To be Megala the Hester, to stop making distinction between good and bad and start revealing the oneness behind creation and the divinity that lies in, that lies within. So that's why we read the Megillah, right? Because when we read the Megillah, we look back at that story, right? We look back at the story and say, well, how could the Jews go to Sudashachas Veros? How could they be Mishtach and Beselem? How could they bow to Avodazara? How can they do this? How can they do that? It makes no sense at all. But what do we do? We say, we say, uh-uh-uh, Hashem was with us the entire time. According to our rational mind, it looked like the Jews were messing up. But then Hashem, who supersedes the creation, we go Lamailim and Adas, and we see that Hashem was there the entire time. And this is all done where Megala, the letters of Torah that are mislavish in the creation. And we read the story of the Megillah to teach us that nothing is devoid of Elokus and stop distinguishing between good and bad because everything is one. Everything is God. There's only one power behind life. So therefore, if you think you messed up, you think the Torah is not found in those places. No, there's a Torah to be found even by Surah Sachash where you could come close to God. And that's why Kimlu Masha Kiblu Kvar, right? Masha Lo Kiblu Kvar. Right? That's why on Torah is a new Kabbalah Satorah, it's a Nasev Because now you're revealing the letters of the Torah that were Muslavish in it, and now those, the Ra falls away, the Klipas of Haman Amalek falls away, 
And now the letters of the Torah start revealing more light. And now you could start hearing the Kalin. You could start hearing the voices of the Torah. And now you can have a Nasev and Nishma because now you could receive the Torah on a much higher level. And that's why this, that's the Kabbalah's Torah that happens on Purim. That's the Nasev and Nishma. Because we were, we're beginning the, being the Gala, the Hester, and showing that there's, there's one source behind life. It's not many sources. We're showing that even in the Lashon HaSa'akum, you could find God there too. And that's why in the Megillah, Hashem's name is not mentioned once explicitly. Because you have to look through the Yemei Ra in order to find the Yemei Tov. But we know there are many places where Hashem's name is Meluvash in the Megillah. For example, when Haman comes back and says, after Mordechai wouldn't bow to him, he says, All this is worth nothing to me. All this is worth nothing. If you take the last letters of those things, is a hey, Einenu is a vav, Shave is a hey, and li is a yud. Yud ke vav ke backwards at the end of every letter, at the end of every word. Why? Because you're only going to see the yemei tov Hashem within it if you look through the meira. And now, once you see the yemeira, now you could be accepting of the Torah. And how did that happen? How did that happen? It happened through Baruch Hashem Malachi Gibur Ekoch Osedvaro. It happened through the Tzadik Mordechai. The Tzadik Mordechai was the one when Esther was having doubts, right? When Esther was having doubts, what does Mordechai tell her? If not you, someone else, who knows? Maybe this is the whole reason why you came to the kingdom. Maybe this is the whole reason. If not you, it'll be someone else. Mordechai was the one to understand the non-dual nature of life, to understand there's one power. And if Esther, the Tzadikist, the Nevi'ah, ended up in the Russia's house of Achashverosh, it must be good. He was the one who was able to tell Esther, uh-uh, uh, you're there for a reason. And if not you, there's one power. Hashem's going to save us anyway. We're going to be successful. And it happened through Mordechai, the Tzadik, who broke the klipan of Haman Amalek. He was the one who wouldn't bow. He was the one who understood that there's Torah Meluvash in the creation represented by Esther going out and being in Haman's house, being in, in Achashverosh's house, right? That he understood that he understood that there's divinity there and that there's a reason there and that there's a purpose and none of this is separate from God. Not Antifa, not COVID, not, not QAnon, right? None of this, none of the avarice that a person in life, right? And now you could have tshuva ma'ava, right? Now we could understand why Purim is a day of tshuva ma'ava, right? Because now you can love Hashem and you stop, when you go beyond your mind and you give it up, right? So you bring out the letters of the Torah and you could receive the Torah and now you can have your tov and you could, you could mama see the Torah, you could, you could connect to the Torah, that's what's living, and you could love God. You could chuva ma'ava, all your zdonos and nazin zechuyos. All the things that you did in your life that were the worst things you did in your life, you did on purpose as donos. Donos means I intentionally did this avera. Those things now transform, become advocates. Those things, those things become advocates for you, right? Because once you stop, once you see that you never left God to begin with, 
You thought you were far from God. You were never far from God. God was with you the entire time. So now you could see Hashem was with you even in the worst things that you did. And now you could come to the worst things, the worst things that you ever did. The worst things that you ever did. Someone wrote Yom, Yom Kippur connection. Yom Kippur's Chuvamiyira is the lower level. And Purim is Nasev and Ishma. It's the higher level of receiving the Torah. But it all happens through going going beyond yourself. And then you see the entire thing was Yemei Tov. There was no such thing as Yemei Ra to begin with. Just in your mind, vis-a-vis you, you thought it was Ra. But it really was Tov. And this is why Purim is the only, this is why Purim is, it says that the, the only holiday that's going to exist in the future is Purim. Because Purim is going to be every holiday now is Lecher Siyas Mitzrayim. But Purim is going to be the one holiday where we're see our entire Golis was good. It was all Yemei Tov. <laughs> it was all Yemei Tov. There was no bad vis-a-vis us according to our experience, but we're going to see the inside out nature of life and see that everything was good to begin with and God was there and was leading us to a greater, oh, uh, I think my camera stopped again. Hold on one second. A little bit of a camera problem. Had some camera difficulties over there for those who are joining us, uh, joining us on the videos. So Purim is going to be the only day where, where we see that in when Michelle comes, that everything was good. Everything was good the entire time. There's no such thing as you may rap, right? And this is Oh, It's the opposite of what you think. You think Hashem's not there? I'll tell you the opposite. Hashem is there. Hashem is there. <laughs> See, it's, it's the opposite of what you think. You think Hashem's not there? I'll tell you Hashem is there. And they, uh, with this, everybody... Everyone should have an amazing part. We're going to continue learning this piece. This piece isn't over, but we're going to, we're going to continue learning this piece. And they, uh, it's only fitting. We began with the nigga. We should end with the nigga. Kacheni, big kedushas, morchai viyester. Big kacheni, big kedushas, morchai viyester. Shkayach, shkayach, shkayach. Any questions, comments, letter to the editors?